This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We got to turn to Judd and Mike on this one because I am at the breaking point. And I understand that Atlanta is a great team. They're very good. But you got outscored 11-3 to in three games. Really? And you were 0 for 23 with runners in scoring position in three games. It's so bad that even Grandpa, Grandpa Bremer, is starting to sound uh, disconsolate and even sarcastic. (laughs) He's right. (laughs) Well, he struck out again. uh, Now the bases are loaded. The Twins just need one hit and... uh, We'll be back with the wrap-up in a minute. You know, and Korea like, hits into another double play. <laughs> oh, I but, mean, you, it's true. but you saw Bald, Baldelli finally melted down. He right? did, yes. Yeah. I finally melted and down. And I like that, that he did. And, and he basically said, the players in the clubhouse are meeting. You can't talk to them. I'll talk. And he we finally <laughs> got some true, like, I'm pissed off. Yeah. Good. It's Now, it should have happened weeks ago. Heck, you could have argued it should have happened a year ago. But... At least he finally acknowledged that they need to make some changes. That something yeah. needs to yeah, change. Yeah, but, but what can they change? I mean, other than the, obviously they'll get rid of Kepler finally at the All Star break. Yeah. But what can they really change? I mean, yeah, it'd be great if they could make some sort of blockbuster trade. That would be nice. But they don't have anyone to trade. You know, no, there's nobody you know on that roster. I, at this point, I just want some heads to roll. I don't care what it results in. I'm just so sick of these guys sitting on their, their yep. hands and singing kumbaya and acting like things are going to be fine. You know what? Fire the hitting coach. Mm-hmm. Do something. Sacrifice someone as a sign mm-hmm. that you are actually paying attention. So I, I don't even care if this like results in this magnificent turnaround. I just want to see them do something that right. actually proves somebody is paying attention, which is where I think I, I agree with Tom. It's just maddening because they spin their wheels and act like we've got this. They're the smartest people in the room, right? Yeah. We've got this. We're the adults here. B.S. You have no idea mm-hmm. what you're doing, and your team sucks offensively. Well, the first thing they should do, just as a symbolic thing, is get rid of Justin Morneau. Why don't you like Justin Morneau? Justin Morneau, because he's, he's been doing this gig for like five years, and he still hasn't had an insight. He's never said anything funny. He's never said anything informative. And he says things like, well, uh, you know, it's a tough loss, but uh, you just got to forget about it and come back tomorrow and, uh, and you know, just try again. Never heard that before. No, I mean, the, honestly, the guy has, he, well, he's just like every member of the team. He's got nothing to offer. He's Canadian. He's the Prime yeah, Minister him, of Canada. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, let him go back there then. <laughs> Blue Jays telecasts, I mean, perhaps, something like that? Yeah, yeah, something like Mike that. And I, Mike and yeah. I, when it comes to the Bally Sports North product, are in <laughs> very much in line. Because yeah. I know, Tom, <laughs> that you like Dick. I just can't take well, it. What did I, you just say? No. Oh. <laughs> Dick Rudy, did you hear that? Oh, God, he's cutting it up already. I got it. He's already editing it out. Tom Dick likes Raymer. Dick. But actually, uh, yeah. that, that's a great That's a great. Somebody, I'll, I'll give you that. I, but, I, don't, I don't dislike the guy. I don't either. He's a very, very pleasant guy to me anyway. The telecasts are, to me, very hard to listen yeah, to. Yeah, they are. Well, like, yeah. I, like, I'm, I get the mute button about what I do is. The third time that Dick Bremer says, really good, 
Yeah. Then I put the mute button on. That's usually about 90 seconds into the game. Look at Rudy. He's got this big smile on his face in there. <laughs> or Christ, like, you what are you doing? You just made his day. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Be playing that one. could help. Yeah, I'll be playing that for the next three years. Can't three wait. years, about 30 years, probably. <laughs> and you know what? I, I'm 100 years old. Tom likes to I'll be hearing it every day. I'd like okay. to apologize, but it's really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really, sorry really at good. all. Yeah, it was perfectly like done. Say. Yep. I do like the sorry, not sorry. That was a, that is a good line. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Eh, whatever. But really, okay. what what can the Twins do, Judd? I mean, yeah. How do they how good do they point. improve this team? Well, I would be looking to try to first of all, it's very clear to me that the that no, no matter what Baldelli says, there is a strategy with the bats offensively, right? Mm -hmm. That they are still stuck in 2019. They are trying to hit home runs constantly. I mean, again, yesterday, they struck out 14 times. They are going to set a major league record. Yeah, they're going to set a record, yeah. And, uh, And, yeah, it's, it's, you know, that's the thing. They strike out uh, far more than they get hits. I mean, it's like almost two-to-one ratio now. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right about that. But... You know, a couple of days ago, I think it was after they beat Detroit on Sunday. Royce Lewis, who has been in the league, you know, in the league for less than a year, said, and it was a not so veiled shot, but it was very well done. He said that he went up to the hitting coach before the game and said, you know what, today I'm going to change my approach and I'm going to try to hit like my former teammate Luis Arise and put the ball in play. Mm. And then he proceeded to have a great game. Yeah. Because he wasn't trying. I think the Twins are so hung up on on the the analytically driven launch angle and trying to hit home runs yeah. that they're taking bad at bats because guys have basically abandoned what they can do. Yeah, they're still you're, yeah, you're change right. That. They're still swinging like it's 2019. <clears throat> yep. yep, it is Ball's too not bad. Used. No. Yeah, I, I, well, Mike, we do have to bring this up because you know we we brought it up earlier in the week, um, everybody throws over 100 miles an hour now. They're going to have to back that mound up. Oh, yeah. They're going to have to. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the Twins, uh, you know, they got a guy who can throw about 103 miles an hour. Yeah, yep. But the thing is, he still has an ERA, what, in the mid-fours? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So the batters are pretty well adjusted to it. And but the difference, of course, is that the ball comes in at 103. It leaves at 110, and the pitcher's standing there, he's 66 just like feet an, away. He's an immobile target. <laughs> exactly. It's like ooh, I would not care for that. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, it just happened a couple of couple of games ago. Mm-hmm. Line shot hit right back to the mound. I mean, that pitcher just oh, yeah. got out yeah. of the way. Well, it's it happening all over the league, obviously. It is. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, guys are going down, and they're not getting up. And, of course, it's, it's bad for the game in every single way because the Twins are the worst example. They're striking out about ten and a half times a game. Now. I know. Jesus. we got to take a break just to get some relaxation and get away from the Twins, for Christ's sake. <laughs> I love the Twins, but I hate the Twins. Yeah, they're only two Let's, games under 500. Yeah, they're Let's also talk about restaurants place. again. Okay, let's do Dairy Queen. Let's talk about the Dairy Queen drive, uh, the the small one on Minnetonka Boulevard, which I think is still here. Oh no, there's nothing. Nothing anywhere near St. Louis Park. No, not happening. No, there were five like like ten years ago. I mean, I took my little league teams there after games. You know, not not every game, obviously, but if they win a championship, 
mm-hmm. something like that. You know, I've always brought them there. I'd say, guys, go at it, but no blizzards. No blizzards? So Why not a blizzard? Line of blizzards. Too expensive? Well, yeah, because one kid gets a blizzard, they all want a blizzard. Pretty soon it's a $50 trip to the dairy. That's place. true. Can't have that. Seventy seven championship and you wouldn't do it? Well, maybe a championship. Okay. There was there was one Sorry. coach who would take his team in a limousine to a twins game after they won the championship. Now that is just vulgar <laughs> and disgusting. <laughs> so he wouldn't let you go? Yeah, well the thing is there it always happens. There's people who just don't know where to draw the line. That's true. You're absolutely right. We shall be right back in a couple minutes, more of this nonsense right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. There's a guy named Tom Cross who likes to do kite things. Tom takes the phrase, go fly a kite to an extreme, and for years goes all over the country in search of great kite flying events. Lincoln City, Oregon comes to mind with Chinook winds and seven miles of pristine beach that draws folks from all over North America for the best kite flying conditions in the world. Tom brings a little Minnesota with him when he goes to Lincoln City in his new 2109S Rockwood Mini Light Travel Trailer. The new lightweights from Rockwood are very popular. Tom hauls his trailer from Niemeyer Trailer Sales in Albertville and Elko New Market, Minnesota. Niemeyer Trailer Sales is the only place Tom would prepare his next kite flight. Solar panels, exterior griddle, air conditioning are just a few of the standard features in his Rockwood by Forest River from the place that is your ultimate RV headquarters since 1965. This is Tom Bernard. Visit my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales and take your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Go to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. What can Hubbard Interactive do for your business? Let's take a listen and find out what they did for one local company, Steve the Window Guy. I'm Sally and I'm a digital brand strategist here at Hubbard Interactive. We met with Melissa from Steve the Window Guy and she was looking for help with their video advertising strategy. So we helped build a comprehensive plan for streaming TV and YouTube. And Melissa, tell us how it's been getting your message out with help from Hubbard Interactive. I've been working with them for five years, and what I've learned is that they have both the experience and the depth inside their team to help me solve any creative marketing challenge that I've got. So over the years, I've moved from radio ads to streaming TV to YouTube ads, and now we're moving towards SEO. And I'm loving the results that I'm seeing. Is there anything else you want business owners out there to know about Hubbard Interactive? I am so grateful for the entire team at Hubbard Interactive for effortlessly understanding our business and our marketing vision, and then always delivering only the best results. To find out how our experts can help your business grow, get in touch today at HubbardInteractive.com. At Power Lodge in Miller Marine, their 88-degree sale was hot, but if you miss the boat, we'll have you on the lake before sunset with their hook-and-go special. This throttle therapy just got real. Now through the 4th of July, only bring home your own trend-setting Bennington pontoon with savings up to $40,000 off MSRP. Their showroom is waiting with water-ready pontoons and tritunes, huge Independence Day savings on boat, motor, and trailer packages. Go from floor to shore in the same day with competitive financing options and no money down. Looking for delivery? Just ask their team of experts. They specialize in moving your next party on the water from their place to your place. Over 600 watercraft in stock. Launch into adventure today at Power Lodge in Brainerd, Ramsey and Onamia, and Miller Marine in St. Cloud, the world's largest Bennington dealer. This is Tom saying head to PowerLodge.com and get some hook-and-go fun today. 
Financing available on approved credit, freight, and prep not included in package. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard's shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, you may have noticed that dopey voice that's back on the show. We tried to get rid of him. Just didn't work. Doug's back. Oh, I thought Damn you were talking it. about Mike. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was talking I was like, about who is yeah. he talking about? Is it me or him? <laughs> I, I have to say, I wondered myself. <laughs> so, um, do you want to talk a little bit about Thursdays and uh, at least one Thursday yeah, in a month? Yeah, so uh, Car Selling Secrets, although we might rename it because that's a... Uh, website hosted by my previous employer intellectual um, property yeah i know you and there was <laughs> there was no intellectual property i don't property. have any left myself yeah, no. it's all burned uh, up so we'll do uh one thursday a month for sure and maybe we can <clears> work <throat> out that it's more than that we're also going to start um doing the old q live call-ins hubbard was dumb enough to say okay go ahead for that and i think we're starting uh, the week after you get back oh right? excellent so we're so, doing the call-ins yeah, in the last oh, yeah. 10 minutes yeah 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 so <laughs> No, I had a nice smoke. talk with Bernie yesterday, and he's kind of, he's excited about that. He goes, I'm glad you guys are coming back. And I said, listeners really dig it, so it'll be fun. Oh, listeners love that yeah. whole idea. They love You know, I, you think back all those 14 years ago, and you told our listeners, here's what we're going to do. We're going to run these 10-minute commercials. They go, oh, great. They love those 10-minute commercials. It wasn't – we didn't quite start. No. I, I, Pat sent me the first couple that we did, and they were still – what we call call to action or advertising. Yeah. You know, hurry up and buy a Corolla because Toyota's in danger of running out. Yeah. And all that bullshit. Yep. Right. Uh, but it quickly morphed into, well, we'll talk about cars a little bit, but why are you so dumb? And then, and then people liked that. that they did. Cool. They absolutely loved well, it. Well, you know, the guy who really <clears throat> was the pioneer of the 10-minute commercial was Bill Deal. Oh, yeah. Also a car guy. Yep. Wait a minute. His name is Bill Dole. Bill Pronounce Dole. it right. That's what Cannon used to say. Cannon. Bill Dole's with me. <laughs> Cannon. <laughs> Cannon was that was that was a brilliant act those two had. What are you talking about, Steve-O? <laughs> I was telling you that Bill Dole's going to be here. I did love listening to that. You know those guys are all dead now? Yeah, all yeah. of them. Yeah. Well, if they weren't, they'd be in their 90s probably. Mm, a lot of hundreds, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, Cannon, you know, he he died fairly young. Yeah, a long time but ago. But he'd like, be in his 90s now. He was, I yes. think, 81 when he died, I yeah. think. Yeah, he'd be just about 90 now, I guess. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Mel Brooks just turned 97 or 98 last week and mm-hmm. still looks good. There's yeah, a that's picture true. of him sitting with Dick Van Dyke, who's also alive, oddly enough. And <laughs> I love Dick Van Dyke. Don't ever die. Yeah. Tim Conway. Those people. No, we, what we're talking about here for, for our younger listeners. You mean under 100. <laughs> under 100, yes. WCCO Radio was a legendary radio station back in the day. Very, very high ratings. 
Um, they had a morning show, Charlie and Roger, both gone now, unfortunately. They had, I mean, they had Howard Viking, they had Joyce Lamont, they had yeah. Steve Cannon, you've already talked about. I used to pick Phenomenal. Joyce Lamont up when I was driving taxi. In Did you summer. really? Yeah, she lived right sure. on the um, apartment building, right where Lake Street and Lagoon come together. I, I, oh, yeah. I yeah. loved her produce ads. No, they weren't ads. Yeah. They were updates. Right. <laughs> and like like yeah, right now, summertime, she'd be she'd be saying, "And peaches are in plentiful supply." That's a very good impression, it's not actually. Bad. It's and not she, bad. she was there was a lot of old people in Minneapolis. Then that when they take cabs, they wouldn't give you the address. They'd mm-hmm. say, "Take me to the Templeton." And you oh, were supposed yeah. to know the name of the apartment <laughs> building bet. on 18th and Portland take or whatever me it was. To the Templeton. Yeah. And, and one of the funniest <laughs> things that Cannon ever said to me, I asked him about Joyce Lamont. Now, Joyce Lamont was, she was pretty, she was very old, but she probably sounded even older. And I said, well, what can you tell me about Joyce Lamont? And he said, Joyce Lamont, got a great ass. <laughs> 97 years old, that's really nice. Cannon died still had an eye for that. Oh, Cannon was a piece of work, there's no fantastic. doubt about it. And then, of course, Sidney, let's not forget about Sid Hartman. Yeah. Sidney's another one, lived to be 100 years old. Yeah. I should have guessed yeah. I should have worked at CCO. I'd have lived to be 100. And had a column appear in the Star Tribune on the day he died. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, I, and I, as I've always said, the, you know, he, he said that if he, if he ever died, he, he, he wasn't going to die. He did not plan to die. Because no, he didn't. He yeah. said if he ever died, two, three months later, he'd have to stop doing his column. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 has it stopped or is it still in there? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't look there anymore. Why didn't Chad take it over? He, Chad yeah. Hartman should have taken that column over. Somebody you know should have. how much work that column was, though? Oh, God, like, that's, yes. Oh, that's yeah. the thing about it is is the amount of work that went into... Like, he <clears> filled <throat> up two full columns, what, Mike, four times a week, three times a week? Four times a week, yeah, I, I think. I think it was four times, yeah. The yeah. space was incredible. That, that he was allotted, and he always had some sort of ulterior motive. If you, if you no, not Sid. No, 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 that's a bunch of crap. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's like it's like he found out one day the 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 Hoosiers were coming into town. Oh, play the oh. Gopher basketball team, and so I got assigned the job of uh, of doing a story about all the Indiana players who had transferred out. Basically, because they, you know, couldn't stand couldn't Bobby stand Knight. Just couldn't stand Bobby, Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight, right. of course, was was you know one of, he was one of the typical you know greatest friends ever. Of Sid. Bobby Knight. So Sid finds out that I'm doing this story, right? Mm-hmm. Can't backstab. Oh me on God. This one. Oh. So, uh, so the, the the next day, I I pick up the before I leave home for work, I pick up the paper. I look at the sports section, and uh, my story. On on uh, on Bobby Knight and the and the Hoosiers is like a page five, right? Five C. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sid, meanwhile, has like a, like the biggest column ever uh, in his usual place, three C. I think it was three C, <laughs> yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think so. And most of it is a tribute to Bobby Knight. Uh huh. And what a great man he is. And mm-hmm. it's like, <clears throat> and so like I go to work and I Sid's there and he's beaming, you know, he's grinning at me. I said, Sid, I, good to see you. I said, Sid, you know, I woke up this morning and I had this terrible stabbing sensation in my Ooh, back. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> Did he get the reference? Well, you know, the thing about Sid was uh, he might have had a sense of humor, but um, he wouldn't betray it. Uh, no, no, that's very true. That is very true. I do miss Sidney, though. He was a piece of, last time I saw him, mm-hmm. 
was about six, well, probably about a year before he died. I was at Murray's downtown, mm-hmm. and he did not recognize me. I'd known Sid for 35 years. Yeah. He walked by, and he did not recognize me. He walked up to the booth. I thought he had recognized me. He's come over to say hello. Mm-hmm. Nope, didn't recognize me after knowing him for all that time because he was 100 years old mm-hmm. or just about to turn 100. Walks by, and he goes, you're sitting in my booth. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. I was there with you. You were there. And it wasn't yes. exactly what he said. It was, get the fuck out of Yeah, well, that's true. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, that's he... a good point. Did he really? Yeah. God, see, he, he was the same until the end. That's good to know. So he did recognize you. Yeah, yeah. yeah he must have. I guess I was wrong. He did recognize and he me. he was notorious for his uh, restaurant behavior. Oh, yes. I mean, it's like. He went to certain places, and I, I, I occasionally I'd run into a waitress who'd tell me stories about him, and about how like you know they would they would draw cards to see who had the who had the kid. <laughs> no man's out. Who had to I go over there? That. Yeah, and Sydney. Because he he didn't uh, you know Sid was not a guy who typically would express gratitude. That was not one of his main emotions. Rudy, is there any chance you could find the uh, uh, Martina Navratilova Sid Hartman interview? That was a classic. <clears throat> yeah, let me see. The attempt. Today's sports hero. Today's sports hero, Martina Ravala. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's akin to, to the Casey Kasem it one is. that came out where he just starts MFing everything. The dog. You talk about effing dogs dying. That voice. And if I had... If I had just about... Well, it's Sid. So if I had like $10,000 of his money... For every time he walked into the sports department, looked up at me and said, Elfad, you went too far this time. Too far. I remember him doing that, actually. <laughs> you tell that Elfad he's gone too, uh, <laughs> too far. God, he always cleared his voice. He, it was unbelievable. He was a treasure, though. Uh, God, I remember when you guys came out. To, when, when I lived in Maple Grove, we had Sid and Gelfand, and we had a bunch of North Stars out for a party. That was a fun party at, that night. Oh, yeah. Except for one part about Mike. I'm not, not going to look at Mike for the rest of this, but Mike, I don't know how he did this, but he wore a woman's coat home. Glug, glug, Mike. That's well, all I got exactly to say. exactly like mine. I didn't bother to button it. If I had, I would have known. <laughs> you would have known because it does the crossover. That's Even right. Even then, I couldn't see very well. <laughs> <laughs> it was a nice-looking coat was on it you, a though. Ribnick fur? Um, it wasn't quite that uh, lavish, It no. was black. I remember it was a black cotton coat. Whose wife's coat? Which North Star? It was a, it was a friend of Catherine's coat. Yeah, she okay. was bitter, too, about it. She was bitter? Oh, gosh. I didn't know that. Yeah, she wasn't happy about it. I thought it was funny myself. <laughs> I thought it was very, very funny. The problem was, uh, after wearing that coat for like an hour, I started looking for a gas station so I could get directions <laughs> home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that, no, that made it much better. Uh, I found that Sid Hartman on oh, you. Gotta, oh, have you ever heard this, Judd? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is great. Oh, the, for, oh this is for our new listeners. Here's today's sports hero, Martina Navarro. <laughs> Here's today's sports hero, Martina Navratilova. She won the slim... Oh, crap. Once more time. <laughs> Here's today's sports hero, Martina Navratilova. <laughs> Here's today's sports hero, Martina Navratilova. I know how to pronounce it, and I'm screwing it up. Go all the way back there, Larry. Don't be saving that crap. <laughs> <laughs> 
Here is today's sports hero, Martina Navarro. Damn it. <laughs> oh, they cut out the Here god. Here is today's sports hero, Martina Navarro, winner of the Slim. You want? Here's today's sports hero, Martina Navarro. Damn, I keep on. I know how to say it, and I keep on. Here's today's sports hero, Martina Navarro. Martina Navarro. Here's today's sports hero, Martina Navarro. How many times is that now? About 15? Easily. Here's today's sports hero. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. The famous throat clear. I did the famous throat. <laughs> Bernard, God damn it. I miss Sydney. I used to love going to lunch over the Lincoln Dell, yeah. the one on Highway 12, which is now 394. Yeah. Uh, now they, the, the Olive Garden that did replace it in that spot, that's been torn down now, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Condos. Condos, that's yeah. All, that is now it's all, all condo. condos and it apartments. Is. Yeah. But God, we used to have fun there. Go there hanging out. No, no question. Well, you know, Bernard. we we spent uh, in my life, we spent about 40 years bitching about the Lincoln Dell. It was too expensive and all too, this crap. Too and then like about the next 30 years, I've spent saying, God, if they'd only have a restaurant as good as the Lincoln Dell. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> all of them were too. Oh, well, yeah. The one on. They all had a sort of distinctive flavor to them. I agree. The one on Highway 12 at that time mm-hmm. it was, the one that was out on 694, or no, excuse me, 494. Yeah. Out there, uh, well, you guys bought that spot. Yeah. That's where Walzer is now, or I shouldn't say yeah. you guys anymore. And, well, it wasn't my money. It was that, Paul's fault. Paul, this is your fault. He doesn't like Jewish people. <laughs> <laughs> the reason oh, that the, the reason truth, the, the reason, truth can now be told. The reason that was the death knell for all the Lincoln Dells is because that's where their bakery was. That's yeah, where, right. They baked all. That's the exactly products. right. Oh, they did on four ninety four. Yeah. I loved it. That's all I have to say, ladies and gentlemen. There's no question. Okay, the we only got. Though, come on. You, you do have to miss the scupper. I, I missed it entirely. Like, I was too young. Oh, you were? So I, I went there, but I, I w- was not of age. That, that whole strip, I really wish I could have just gotten, like, the, the tail. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was brutal. Because you had that, the left guard, right, in Richfield? Left oh, guard. I forgot yep. about that. And Eddie Webster's. Yep. Eddie Webster's yep. with you the could, peanuts all over the place. You really ball. sprain your liver on 494 back in the 80s. It was, uh, it was pretty brutal. Which was Max McGee's? Was that the left That was the left guard, guard wasn't it, I think. And then Did Chi-Chi's? he own that, too? Because Max also started the original pancake. Yeah, that right? was. Max a millions, too, right? for him, yeah. Yeah. And, there, and that's that's still open and, and is chained. There's yeah. a bunch of them. Great yeah. breakfast. No doubt about it. God, what great memories those are, though. Honest to God. Really good memories. All the different things that would go on. And actually, the Rusty Scupper. My mother, for some reason, who lived over in Edinburgh, not that far away from there. Tom, I want to go to the Rusty Scupper. I said, no, Mom, you don't want to go to the Rusty Scupper. <laughs> I want to go to the Rusty Scupper. I've heard all about it. She's at the time like 85 years old or something. Mm. And still Wendy <clears throat> Anderson would probably reach under her skirt. That's probably true, yeah. yes. So we go over there, and we walk in, and who's sitting at the bar? Tommy Kramer. Ah. <laughs> He's sitting at the bar over there, and I go, hey, Tommy, how you doing? Tommy has always been a great guy to me. Is Tommy Kramer that nice to everybody? No. he's not. Really? He's not? God, he's just very nice to me. Mike says he's not. I'm surprised at that. So what do you think, Judd? 
I have n- never had a bad experience with Tommy, but my whole experience w- with him was post-playing career, so oh, I can okay. only imagine. I'm guessing that era of Vikings football, I'm guessing Mike would confirm, probably had a lot of guys who were very um, not pleasant about life and yeah. now are probably much, yeah, much I th- I think better so. human beings. Well, I will tell you. So I walk in there. Is Tommy Kramer sitting at the bar. I got my mother. She's kind of looking around. I said, Mom, I want to introduce you to somebody because... Your sons all love watching this guy play football for the Minnesota Vikings as the quarterback. And I take my mother over there, and Tommy stands up, and I say, hey, Tommy, how's it going? How's everything? And I said, Tommy, I'd like to introduce you to my mother. This is my mother, Toots. Her real name is Theophila, the love of God, but they shortened it to Toots. Now, I want you to know that, uh, and I made this part up, <clears throat> but I said, uh, Tommy, my mother's a big fan of yours. You know, why not, right? Sure, Make right. the guy feel sure. better. He goes over, picks her up over his head, and goes, I love you, toots. <laughs> we'll never oh forget that. It's charming and yet incredibly dangerous <laughs> and inappropriate. Yeah. Which is a Tommy good description. Tommy was fueled up. Bar. I know you're going to be shocked by that. <clears throat> I'm telling you, though, Tommy Kramer has always been really nice to me. Always. And I think that there's far less <laughs> drinking that goes on among the football players now. Oh, I think that might be a possibility. Having, having seen a fist fight break out in, into my backyard when oh, I was 14. God. Can you say who it was? Because I know who it was. Do you? Might have been a quarterback. Well, he was. He took the brunt of it. Yeah. Yes, he took the brunt of it. Yeah. And, you know, but he took it for the whole team, <laughs> as God. he would have told you. Well, he's dead now. You Joe can say Cap, yeah. Joe Cap. Yeah. 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 Joe just died, didn't he? And not that long ago. Yeah, so, you're right. It was that long ago. Like yeah. two weeks ago or something. So yeah, Joe Cap against uh, whom? I, I think, if I recall, I think I think the guy who really beat him up the worst was Lonnie Warwick. It was. Yeah. <clears throat> Very good call. Yeah, and I told all my friends about it. <laughs> When I, when, I was yeah, in, right? when I was in high school, and no one believed me. And then the story broke about yeah, a year later in did. Newsweek. Yep, it did. Yeah. I will never forget you telling me that story for the first time. I thought, that's fantastic. Well, Judd, we only got you for a couple more minutes. We should probably give you the closer, man. Is anything uh, – and don't even bring up the twins or I'm just going <laughs> to hang up on you. Yeah, he, well, he says close, I don't but don't mention the I, I guess you could delete me from the from the photo array, the photo gallery we all have. Here. You could be an orb like Sansevier. So what do you think? Do you think, Judd, the Twins will will um, will still win the pennant? <laughs> well, they're, I mean, God, they're I one game not. back. God, I hope not. I, I got in trouble. I, uh, fans on Twitter were very upset that after your guy Bramer had said, wouldn't it be great if the Braves and Twins could play in the, the World Series? I oh. my no, nobody, I said, nobody wants to see the Twins in the World Series. What do you mean? We'd love to. I said, you want this current incarnation oh, yeah. to somehow fumble its way. And then, yep. of course, they invoke 87. What about? See, I was there. This is not that team. No. The 87 no, no. team. Yes, they had their struggles yeah. and challenges. I want to see if, Oakland. Come on. And I want to see Oakland and Kansas City play in the World Series, as long as we're imagining something that can't ever happen. There's never just, been a worse team. I just say this for the comfort of Twins fans. I think you'd agree with me, Judd. In modern baseball history, there's never been a worse team than Oakland. That's oh, true. <clears throat> that is very are, true. Yeah. I think the last time I checked, I think they were on pace to break the 62 Mets yeah. loss record. Yeah, you're right, because the, at the rate they're going – they could wind up winning uh, 25% of their games, which means they would lose 120 oh. games. Oh, okay. are, are, they, are, are they moving to Las Vegas? Yeah. Is there, okay. Yeah. That's what I is hear, that a yeah. done deal, or is it still? Uh, it's, it's done, but not 
really it's not they haven't you know they haven't cashed the dotted the i's yeah. yeah. and but yeah i think i think that's true is that that's true to right judd they're they're yeah. having, they're gone yeah, I think they got approval for the stadium, or they at least the funds from the public funds for the stadium. What so is that yeah, like? they're they're yeah. gone. And that's like a three billion dollar stadium. God. Yeah, I saw that. I, I don't. I'm not <laughs> sure I buy. It's going to end up at three billion dollars, but it's Vegas. Who knows? Yeah, they've got the money. So, all right, gentlemen, I got to run. Tom, I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. I think because I believe you're off next week. Yeah, we're off next week. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Looking forward to it, Pally. All right, guys. Thanks See you. A lot. Take care. See you, Jeff. Bye bye. I got everybody a tip off. I don't have the thing, but you guys know what this is? It's some kind of a bar. Yeah, it looks it's like, like a, a granola, granola bar. bar. Yeah. Don't ever take a bite of one and then be on the air because I have yeah. not been able to clear my throat for about an hour mm-hmm. now. Now they'll dry every piece oh. of saliva <clears throat> out of your mouth. Well, that's, that's, why you keep, week. that's why you keep doing the Sid Hartman clearing. Yes, the exactly. <laughs> it's like I would. I, I didn't even know what the hell's in here. But I've had to clear my throat for like an hour now. It's mostly sawdust. <laughs> great. That's well, great it's, it's news. It's highly refined uh, gravel. Oh, is that what it is, gravel? Mm-hmm. That, well, I'm glad to hear that. that. That really works for me. No question about it. A uh, couple of headlines in the news this morning. Now, i got to run this by you guys. Um, Pete Davidson. Hmm? Why does anyone think that man's funny? I don't get it. Do you think he's what's he got that what's the TV show he's got now, Bupkis? Mm-hmm. Oh, he does. I yeah, I've not watched that show, but but uh, I don't find him funny in the least. You guys like you like him? Yeah, he doesn't bother me. I don't don't go out of my way to watch him. He just uh, I don't know that creepy smile he's it got. Is, I think it is a little creepy. It's that's, creepy. I think that's the right word. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know what the hell it is, but yeah, because you don't know whether to feel <clears throat> sorry for him or just hate him. Well, now you can feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I got to go home and get this crap out of my throat. Has I'll he tell been you jilted again by another uh, famous, uh, attractive woman? Well, it says Pete Davidson checked himself into rehab for a tune-up. A tune-up. <laughs> so what does that mean? A That's tune-up. kind. Because he's a boo- is he a booze hound or something or a drug I, addict? I don't know. Well, I would guess it's a more expensive drug, but. That's just you think guess. it probably That's is? That's just my guess. Well, let me, let me click on and see if they say in here what the situation will be. But, but it might also be <clears throat> just a psychological thing, too. Yeah, it could be. I mean, I, I got nothing against the guy. I don't know him. I've never met yeah. him. I just don't think he's funny in the least. He's one of those guys, like, he goes, tries way too hard. If you're trying to be funny, you're not funny. Yeah. Right? But he's, he's parlayed <clears throat> that into a fast food commercial. He has, indeed. And a TV show. Well, yeah, but forget about that. Yeah, I suppose. The money's in, in the fast <laughs> Exactly. Pete Davidson is pretty open about his struggles with borderline personality disorder and PTSD. There you go, Mike. Well, you well, nailed it. Well, all I can tell you about this is no one ever goes into rehab. Never, not once, has anyone gone into rehab for a borderline personality. Because the whole thing about a borderline personality is that you've never done anything wrong. That's right. That's true. That's, exactly That's a very right. good point. And why does he have PTSD? Uh, he recently His dad. Oh, really? But he was like two, right? Well, I mean, I don't know. My dad left when I was two, and I'm 43, and I'm still dealing with yeah. it. I mean, his dad his dad died in 9-11 going into one of the buildings. Oh, yeah. no, I know that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But yeah. still, I mean, a lot of people lose their parents. Yeah, but little. you can't. I mean, we're talking about PTSD. It's a very personal thing. You can't say, well, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Well, no, I think you're absolutely right about that, Mike. Fine, I was wrong. So you recently, <laughs> <laughs> again. Well, I didn't want to come right out and say it. <laughs> It's, it's fairly common, actually. I wanted people to draw their own conclusions, <laughs> which is that 
<laughs> You're a complete You're asshole. <laughs> well, not complete. No, no it's complete. <clears throat> it is complete. He recently checked himself into a rehab facility in Pennsylvania. A friend says it's nothing to be worried about since Pete goes regularly for, quote, tune-ups mm-hmm. and to take a mental break. So that's what's happening. Another source says, quote, anyone who knows Pete knows that he will always step up and get help when he knows he needs it. He has a lot of people in his corner who love him and support him and are proud of him. Well, so that's nice to hear. Yeah. And you got to have a lot of money to even just to be a patient at one of those places. Oh, I suppose that's true. I mean, you go down to, uh, you know, to HCMC or whatever it's called now. Any hospital, you know, they're lining up. People who desperately need help are lining up, and they're just turning them away. they got nothing, no place for them. Really? Honest to God. No, I mean, because the the mental wards are small. Yeah. You know, I I had a good friend, uh, and he, he died. Well, what about four years ago? <clears throat> and um, you had a good friend. I didn't know that. Well, he was. Thank you very much. Great to be here. He was. <laughs> he was good in a in in this in a different sense. No, no, he was a good friend, and and he had a lot of problems, uh, among them losing a leg in a fire. Oh God! And uh, but, was the chair blocking the door? Uh, I think a lot of things blocked the door. See. <laughs> Once I've been again. in his apartment, and believe again, me, I'm a, wrong. a lot of things blocked the door because that was part of his whole issue. But, um, but the thing is, you know, I, I mean, I drove him down to uh, one of the one of the hospitals in St. Paul, and he was freaking out. He was in bad shape. Oh, okay. And um, they just said, "Sorry, you know, we got like 12 beds here, and this is a big hospital, <clears throat> 12 beds. So, you know, some of the people wind up in jail." Yeah, and, I and that, that obviously does not help, and uh, so yeah, I mean it's a real crisis. That's why I got in the car business. We've talked about this before, I think. Yeah, I was a mental health counselor at United mm-hmm. Hospital oh, right. in the yep. Lock Psychiatric <laughs> Unit. Yeah, and this was a early '80s. It was about the time the government got together with the health insurance companies and said, you know, these health care benefits for mental people are way too extravagant. Oh so, God, oh, yeah. we got to cut down. Let's cure on that. schizophrenia <laughs> in three weeks. That's all you get. And sure. oddly enough. Started the homeless population in the country. Really? So somebody made a bad decision trying to save money? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I know it's shocking. <clears throat> well, really had, shocking. That's just such yeah. an unusual really thing. Really shocking. They had, there had been this, this huge <clears throat> string of, of hospitals in, in Minnesota. Yes. You know, like Mankato had one, and I think there was yeah, one. Yeah, all the state hospitals. Yeah, all yes, the state hospitals. And, of course, a lot of the people in there were basically prisoners more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, so it was, a, it was a horrible thing. But... There, at least if someone actually had mental problems, at least they could go there instead of going to jail or whatever. And then, of course, they, they finally closed them down. I think it was like the 50s when they were finally closed down, like yeah, maybe in the late 50s. Yeah, well, they, they hung on through the 70s, actually. I think uh, the last one was Faribault, right? Yeah, well, Moose Lake's still open, but that's really houses... Uh, hardcore pedophiles and stuff. Yeah, really. Sex offenders. This yeah. one, there were a lot of people there. Like, like for example, I mean, my great aunt, who I never knew existed, until until uh, she was gone. Mm-hmm. And but I, 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 no one in the family ever mentioned her, uh, and so I had no idea she existed. Too embarrassing. Yeah, I, you know, it's just as it's yeah, it's, it's a scourge. You know, it's yeah. like yeah, it, and and so I found out. Uh, my uncle was the last survivor who had ever known her, and he was about to die, and I asked him about it. And he said, yeah, well, you know, I think she was 18, and she had a breakup, bad breakup with her boyfriend. 
And so uh, they put her there, and uh, so that was it. What? That was it? Out. That was it. She never got out. Oh, Spent my God. Spent her whole, whole life. She lived to be uh, like 62, I think. Spent her whole life in these mental hospitals. And, and there was, you know, today she'd get a prescription for an antidepressant. Mm-hmm. She'd go see a therapist and be fine. You know, i got to be honest with you, though. With my dad and a couple of uncles, I had a hall pass to Glenwood Hills, so that was good. Yeah. Well, that was a different kind of thing. He wasn't just depressed. Uh, no. <laughs> you were depressed, but he uh, yes, wasn't. Yes, I was depressed. <laughs> yeah. I was the one that was depressed. That's exactly So the, I guess the only point I'm making is it, it's, you know, it just went from one bad thing to another. Indeed. You want to cut that commercial or you want to wait? Yeah, no, it'd be fun. I think we cut it right on the air, baby. Not a, hopefully I got that crap all straightened up. I don't know what the hell Just cough your way through it. <clears throat> that way they'll know it's you. Okay, I, I can do this. <clears throat> Our leadoff man, Doug Spridthal. Okay, you ready? I am. Well, look who's here. Did you miss me, big ticket? Like an open sore Mrs. Carmex. Seriously, Doug, where have you been? I'm running flagship floored. Fuck. Well, we had a little squeak there anyway, so we can start okay. over. God damn it. I just can't get oh, this right. I can't. God damn it. <clears throat> I can do that. Well, look who's here. Did you miss me, big ticket? Like an open sore Mrs. Carmex, man. Seriously, Doug, where have you been? I'm running flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. The fireworks capital just 15 minutes east of the St. Croix? That's the place. Anyway, I've come up with some marketing slogans. You know, to put us on the map, read these and let me know what you think. Okay. <clears throat> Well, I like you already had me clear my throat. There. That was good. Yeah. Flagship Ford. No, I won't do that. <laughs> Flagship Ford. Drive a lot. Save a little. Flagship Ford. You think you hate it now? Wait till you drive it. Flagship Ford. The largest Ford dealership in Baldwin, Wisconsin. Flagship Ford. Where the cows are nervous. Flagship Ford. There is no ship, but we actually do literally have a flag. Awesome, huh? Read this. It's my favorite. Flagship Ford, white cars for... Oh, hell no, I'm not reading that. Have you been drinking again? Well, maybe. The point is, buying a car should be fun make you giggle a little bit. This is a great store I'm really proud of. You can check us out at FlagshipFord.com or email me directly at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. You want to do that again? Let's do the whole thing. <coughs> we don't need to subject it's the listeners to this Don't worry anymore. about that. You're fine. Don't worry I'm about so, it. I'm nervous because Rudy's a professional, and he's right behind me. And he's Rudy's going, a professional? This guy's a moron. All right. One last time. <laughs> if I fuck it up, we'll just do the rest <clears throat> oh, of it well, after okay. the show. How's Why that? Why put that word in the commercial? Well, we got close. I mean, white cars for white people. That's I suppose that's true. actually worse. <clears throat> okay, we're doing a commercial for flagship Ford, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we're doing here. Don't usually do them on the air, but tough titty. Yeah. Okay, ready? Well, look who's here. Did you miss me, big ticket? Like an open sore Mrs. Carmex, baby. Seriously, Doug, where have you been? I'm running flagship Ford in Baldwin, Wisconsin. The fireworks capital just 15 minutes east of the St. Croix? That's the place. Anyway, I came up with some great marketing ideas, you know, to put us on the map. Read these and let me know what you think. Okay, here we go. Flagship Ford. Drive a lot, save a little. Flagship Ford. You think you hate it now? Wait till you drive it. Flagship Ford. The largest Ford dealership. In Baldwin, Wisconsin. Flagship Ford, where the cows are nervous. Flagship Ford. There is no ship, but we actually do literally have a flag. Awesome, huh? Read this. It's my favorite. Flagship Ford. White cars for... Hell no, I'm not going to read that. You've been drinking day... What? Son of a... You fucked it up. We were so close. Okay, I'm going to do it again. 
Flagship Ford, white cars for... Oh, hell no, I'm not reading that. You've been day drinking again? Maybe. The point is, buying a car should be fun and make it giggle a little bit. This is a great store I'm really proud of. You can check us out at FlagshipFord.com or email me directly at Doug at FlagshipFord.com. FlagshipFord.com. That was good. There you go. Pat will just clean that one part up. <laughs> well, Pat can do it. Or, or Rudy can do it, yeah. It's up to you. No, yeah. Pat can do it. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, Pat God. Oh, somebody's got a big lunch set up today, apparently. We I do don't have, blame you. We have to take. Oh, I should mention this, by the way, Rudy. Uh, July 5th, House Comedy at Mall America. July 7th, Broken Clock Brewing in Minneapolis. And July 8th, Beaver Island Brewing in St. Cloud. You can go see Rudy. And we'll be right back to Schmooze. What's his, what's his name again? Tim <clears throat> Lammers. We'll be right back with Timmy Lammers right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. I've been telling you for a couple of months now how happy I am with the MNFatLoss.com program. really has been easy and effective. I've lost 27 pounds. It just really hadn't been that hard either. I eat great food. I don't feel hungry. I have plenty of energy and enjoy this fantastic spring weather we're having. And I'm going into summer looking and feeling great. Right now, MNFatLoss.com is offering an exciting summer special, $200 off now through July 30th. But really, don't wait until the whole summer goes by to get this program started. Go to mnfatloss.com for details on this special offer. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, just like I'm doing, and save $200 on the program, schedule your free consultation. Save $200. Go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Of course, results may vary, and always be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. This is Bob Sansever, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Let me just tell you, Tim Lammers, brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyer seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Timmy Lammers, how are you, sir? Oh, we don't can't hear. Hang on a second, let me bring him up. There we go, bud. How are you guys? There we go. We couldn't hear you at first. Oh, there we go. I said, Tommy, 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 Doug Sprinthal, and Mike Galfan. Indeed, they're all back. They're all back. Actually, I was thinking about coming in today, but it looks like you got a full house, so I think you're all covered. It's all boys, so if you want to tell some dick jokes, go right ahead. (laughs) We've already been through that. Well, speaking of dicks, I heard you talking about Pete Davidson. You know. See? I do not get the fascination with that guy. I don't either. I just don't get it. He's not funny at all. You know, there was one um, movie called The King of Staten Island that he did a few years ago with with Bill Burr, which was a really good movie. Yeah, it was. Uh, Apatow, um, I believe, wrote it, directed it, or co-wrote it with Davidson. And yes, uh, Rudy was talking about how he lost his father in 9-11. So Mm -hmm. basically, this is about that. Um, and you do get a better understanding of the guy. And okay, you do Tim, feel I get for it. Him. I was wrong. <laughs> no, you do get. I walked away from it thinking, you know, Doug Sprinthal is the most horrible human being. Oh, horrible. He's still saying, you know, I almost book. sold that car and now I'm just, I need help. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Canceled, baby. Canceled. So, yeah. So, but no, in Doug's defense, after that movie, after, you know, a couple of days of thinking about it and feeling bad about Pete Davidson, you see him dating Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. And it's like, what? What the hell, man? Now, he can have Kim Kardashian. Well, I could care less. Yeah, about that. but but it's impressive. He's the only white guy ever to have sex with a Kardashian. That's right. Cool. Oh, it's true. <laughs> Oh, it's called strike anyway. three right <laughs> over the heart of the plate. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I, I still just don't get it. And he was recently a voice in a Transformers movie yeah. voicing a fancy schmancy car, Doug. So I again, they keep hiring the guy. He must have some sort of appeal. So I tell you what uh, appeals me is an Indiana Jones movie. As you can see, I got my little Indiana Jones. Oh, there. look at that. Doing my whip sound there. Sucks. Uh, yeah, look, uh, The Dial of Destiny, finally, the last film in the franchise. I think the first one was 81. So Harrison Ford, you know, you say, well, he's been doing it for 47, 42 years. Well, yes and no. I mean, he did three films in the 80s, and then there was a long break to 2008, and now another 15-year break for this one. And, you know, there was a lot of bad word coming out of the Cannes Film Festival about this wasn't a very good movie. So I braced myself. Uh, my wife and I went to it. And I, I was kind of tempering my expectations. And I have to say, everybody at Cannes is wrong. There's just a bunch of snooty critics at Cannes. And also online, there are a bunch of fanboys who have a problem with the female lead, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, being uh, a strong female. Oh, my God. Oh, you don't want that. They didn't see that original film 
where Karen Allen kicked some ass. Where mm-hmm. she punched, I think she punched Harrison at one point. She drunk some other guy under the table. Oh, oh, so all of a sudden now, 42 years later, we haven't evolved. And you have a problem with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Well, anyway. Yeah, you know, you know what? The people who are offended by that have, have never been students at a public high school. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it is. I mean, my God. It's like, and that's really the climate, Mike. I mean, these days in movies, it, it, it just seems like people are out to hate. They really are out to hate and destroy films before they even come out without, you know, and, and their voices are so loud because of that evil known as social media that yeah. people actually do listen to it. And it does, I think, to a small degree, I'm not going to give them that much credit, but I think to a small degree, it does affect the box office. So we'll see. The main things that did this movie entertain me? Absolutely. I mean, I, I love the film. It was a, a very emotional thing for me because uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which wasn't that good of a movie, it was still good for an Indiana Jones, but not like the first three. That was the last film I saw in a theater with my dad. So, you know, oh. he loved Indiana Jones. So it's kind of an emotional thing for me. And yes, it was very emotional at the end. But this one is he is it's in the 1960s and it starts off, you know, with a bang. Uh, they de-age Harrison 20 years younger. So it's taking place in the 40s. And you got this long, as, as you know, with every Indiana Jones film, they all begin with this big, long action sequence. And this one is amongst the best. And Harrison, honest to God, looks like he did 20, well, maybe like he did in the mid-80s. I mean, it's crazy. You think it's, what well, it is him? It's just that the, the, whiz, the whizzes behind the technology uh, made him look younger. It's amazing. Um, but um, that sets up the uh, the, the basic uh, storyline for the film where there's this the device called the Dial of Destiny. What it can do is open up a time portal. Uh, there's a Nazi who wants to get it, played by Mads Mikkelsen. He wants to go back to the past and change things. Um, but there's also another person, um, uh, Indy's goddaughter, Helena Shaw, played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who wants it because she's a wheeler and dealer and she wants to sell it on the black market for a lot of money. So it's an interesting movie. um, But again, I can't stress enough. The negative buzz around this movie is complete BS. Go to it, especially if you love the Indiana Jones franchise. I think you'll really be satisfied by it. And I think it really wraps up the story beautifully to the point. Yes, to the point where... I was shedding some tears at the end. You know, it's really the end of an era. And uh, so, yeah, I I love the film. It's got to be probably an 8.5 out of 10 for me on the Lamameter. It's up there with Cocaine Bear. Ah, baby. (laughs) Baby. So any of you guys indie fans? I I love the originals. I, I, I watched those back in the 80s, and I thought they were just fabulous. They were just complete escapism. Yeah, yeah. And and people have to remember, in the end, that's what this is about. They're yeah. not trying to make a 2023 movie in 2023. I mean, this, in a big sense, is a throwback to those original movies, especially that opening scene. But again, these people complaining about, oh, Phoebe Waller-Bridges. Well, first of all, if you've seen her in a series on Amazon called Fleabag. Oh, that's she, un- unbelievably good. Unbelievable. She, she is so incredibly talented as an actress as a screenwriter, she, um, she guest hosted SNL about five or six years ago and did a skit. It was 
uh, a news, uh, a TV news team. Two of them were black and two of them were white, and they started picking on each other, trying to figure out who the the race of the perpetrators in all the stories they were reading. It was hysterically funny. Oh, yeah. She is incredibly talented, really funny. I think really the perfect person for this part. And I think another thing that fanboys are worrying about is, oh, she's going to take over as Indiana Jones now. Well, there's only one Indiana Jones. Just settle down. Yeah. Right. Okay, if you make an adventure series based on her, great. Whatever. Who cares? These are the Indiana Jones films, and Indiana Jones, as we know it, has come to an end finally. Harrison is 80, man. Tell you what, he can still get up on a horse and ride that sucker. I mean, that guy is still fit for uh, his age, and... Uh, he plans on uh, he's going to keep going. No more indie films, but he's going to do more stuff. So uh, that's good because you know I, I like it when he has a chance to really stretch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> really, so negative. Well, yeah. Negative. He's all pretty the good way. as the psychiatrist in that TV series. He's really good. He's really good. Yeah, he's very yeah good in Apple TV Plus, right? Yeah. yeah, that's a great role for him too. It is shrinking. Yeah. yeah. Well, shrinking, you know, he right? doesn't yep. appear to have a lot of range, uh, and probably not but you know what he was in a movie called 42 as branch ricky about jackie oh, Robinson. Yeah. yeah one of the best things he's that ever was done was good yeah but yeah he was, so I, but he I was think still that, harrison you know i mean he was you know he, he yeah. it's him that's yeah. what i'm saying it's always him it's, it, he's a gruff fella yeah uh i did interview him a couple times the first time i forgot about this story i don't know if i've told it to you guys before but um you know naturally when you talk to somebody like him you know my wife said well you gotta say something for me and i said okay and i said hello harrison how are you doing uh my wife says that she loves you and he said she'll get over it <laughs> that is perfect mine did yeah so you know it's it was cool yeah not a lot of emotion there but i will say he was for as much as harrison can get stoked he was pretty stoked about playing branch ricky i mean that was such mm -hmm. a terrific mm -hmm. movie and an important movie really so uh you know i'm thrilled that i've had that opportunity once to talk with him so but yeah i'm a big fan of his loved him in star wars loved him in this and again when you see the way that this wraps up and i'm not going to spoil it i mean it it's really really touching i i just thought it was a terrific film all right pal what you got for the weekend uh, not a lot. I think, you know, as far as streaming, I can give you a couple quick recommendations. There's a movie on Peacock um, called Champions. Um, it's directed by one of the Farrelly's. I think it's Bobby, but Woody Harrelson plays this basketball coach on the verge of coaching for the NBA who uh, gets into a D DUI fender bender. So they don't jail him. They sentence him to serve uh, a community service to coach a bunch of intellectually disabled men and women, uh, a basketball team. And mm -hmm. it is an incredibly sweet movie. Really, really funny. Um, Woody Harrelson is always great as far as I'm concerned. And uh, Caitlin Olson from Always Sunny is in it. And she's fantastic. And the cast is really fantastic. Not as good as the Peter Butter Falcon with... Shia, you know, where he uh, paired up with this intellectually disabled uh, individual. This film obviously reminded me of that film. But boy, it was one of those films that completely hit the wall when it was in theaters. Now it's on streaming. Definitely see that Champions on Peacock. All right, Pally, we'll talk to you on next week or two weeks. Two weeks, two weeks. Well, it's actually uh, 10 days. 
<laughs> 10 days indeed. And uh, Doug and Mike, good to see you guys. Uh, Tom, it's never good to see you. <laughs> I understand. Of course it is. Rudy, you as well. You too, Everybody have a great, uh, happy and safe 4th of July weekend. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Lammers brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com, bringing you Timmy Lammers. We will talk to you in 10 days.